with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you are. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles. Yes, it's the original Ghost Chronicles. And I am Ron Kolick, and with me, my co-host, the Queen of Pain, Maureen Wood. Hi, how you doing? Good. So it's like the old old days, huh? It is. Very old days. That makes us even older than Ron. You know, I was I was talking to uh, Pat uh, Costa, who owns WCCM. Well, actually, owns all the stations up there, and and we had the original show on there, and and we were talking about it, and uh, how East, uh, our tagline was uh, bringing a whole new meaning to dead air, and also rush hour get, just got scarier because we were on at rush hour time. Do you remember all that? I do remember all that. I remember trying to get out of work and racing over, and sometimes yeah, I, I was a little late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were a little frustrated, but yeah. 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 I, I mean, remember. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a, a long time and, uh, uh, they just redid the studios over, over there. And I have one of the original on air, uh, lights that, uh, they had the studio. So I've got that up oh, on my do? shelf right now. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. So, uh, well, I've been nice. there for, uh, you figure about 20 years uh, in various forms at various times on that uh, station. Wow, that's uh, yeah. crazy. Yeah, it is. Has it been it that is. long? <laughs> so it, it, that it, is scary. Think, yeah. Uh, that's my day I, just got scarier. <laughs> originally, <laughs> uh, you know, originally we, we used to go on, or, or I, I think I did first, and then uh, you, you came in later on, but uh, originally, I used to go on different shows. They had like Ronnie Ford show or, or uh, what's his name? It's the other no, guy. No, we started show, it I... together. No, I mean, I used to I used to be on as as a guest on on other shows at the time. Uh, and uh, and, uh, then, say, and then and uh, then I remember what one, one show uh, I had just completed up, and they said, "How'd you like to have your own show here?" And I said, well, "Tell me more." Because uh, one thing I do love is radio, and and that's how it started. And then we were on there for several years, and uh, yep. um, there was this brand new radio station, Internet Radio, which was brand new. Uh, they contacted me, and they had this brand new station. It was Internet. He said, "How would you like to? You know, you reach a lot of people. But how'd you like to reach people all over the world?" I says, "Ooh." I like that idea. And they says, well, we're doing this new internet radio station. It's uh, called TojiNet. The Owners Group, Inc. is what Toji stands for. And uh, they recruited me and actually paid me uh, to go on. And that was the beginning of uh, how I started. We both started that together. Yeah, we both did. Yeah, yeah, we both did. Both did, yeah. In fact, we used to do the show upstairs in my tiny little should have been called a closet office <laughs> yeah it was a closet pretty much but yeah that's how we all started yeah. in, in that uh 
prior to that, we also did uh, work with uh, Jeff Belanger, of course, on uh, Ghost Village, where we used to do Ghost Chronicles on Ghost Village, which was a, uh, I guess you would say it's a podcast, right? It was on his site. Yeah, and, a uh, podcast. He, he put it on his website, but then it also got placed on um, iTunes, I, right? ITunes, yeah. And yeah, it, we, I, we used to go around with a, a little tiny, tiny recorder. And we'd go and and have some adventures, yeah. and uh, sometimes we'd interview people. But everything was recorded on this dinky little tiny crappy recorder, and uh, that's how it all out. People love that show, and uh, uh, you know we always get complaints about the sound. How, oh, that sound sucks and this and everything else. But uh, you know that's the way it was. That we all we did was go around with this stupid little recorder and record our adventures, and uh, that was it. I so, still anyways. have people that contact me from those days um, Seriously. Yeah, for, to do readings and they're out in California and that was like mm-hmm. one of their favorite shows. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a good trip. It's been a good trip. But anyways, you are uh, on here now for the next two weeks to this week and next week. Next week we do have a guest, but this week we're going to. You know, kind of talk about some of the things we did together. I, I thought that would be really good. I mean, we we wrote three books, uh, Ghost Chronicles, more Ghost Chronicles and Ghost Today, which are still available, by the way, on Amazon and other places. And uh, if you're not familiar with them, uh, they are uh, true accounts of Maureen's and I's adventures. And we mean true. I mean, it's written in both our voices and the font changes from her to I. And uh, you you see what we see, you hear what we hear and even what we think and say, most importantly. But uh, that was that was I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something interesting with that. So I had someone reach out. Um, I have a client in Mississippi and you know, I've been talking with her for several months. And so she reached out and said, Hey, Maureen, you know, I have to tell you, you know, I bought you and Ron's book. And I How said, okay, <laughs> I know. So she called and she goes, I want to buy the other ones too. I said, okay, perfect. So she actually, you know, went and ordered the books, but she messaged me and then she talked to me yesterday on FaceTime and she said, Oh my God, it's so much more terrifying reading it than it is watching those, you know, movies or those shows on TV. <laughs> she said, it's terrifying and I can't even read it unless someone's in the house or the lights are on. And I just started laughing. I goes, oh, well, you know, I guess it could be perceived as a little scary. And she's like, you think a little bit? <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. And, and we've had so many funny stories about that. Well, funny, I guess, but I. I funny, uh, but I, how about odd? Odd is a better word. Uh, I had a uh, people that used to live next door to me, and they they've moved since. But uh, it was a young family, a, a mother and her, her husband, and a, a little girl who loved my Janet, my wife. And uh, so, anyways, I I told them what they I did, and they had stories and stuff. So I said, "Oh, here, here you, you know, here's my book. You can read it. Tell me what you think about it." So I gave it to her. Then the next day. Uh, I was outside and she came running up to me. She says, here, take this book back. I said, oh, you didn't <laughs> like it? She says, I I sat down with my husband to read it. We were sitting down and all of a sudden the wine glass on the table next to us exploded. And wine poured You're everywhere. Kidding. No, no. Uh, well, you know. And then. What are you going to say? The, I, 
Go ahead. You never know. Truth is often stranger than fiction. And then uh, we, uh, I had another person that, that contacted me uh, that uh, bought the book, brought it home, put it on the kitchen table. Uh, she bought some other stuff too. And uh, she went in the other room that she heard a noise and she came out and our book was on the floor. Really? It, it was it wasn't a bag, but now it was on the floor. And so she thought that was uh, uh, she was all <laughs> excited to tell me about that. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of neat. I have had a lot of people. In fact, when we originally had done the books and they had just come out, you know, at that time, my kids were, you know, in I think they were graduating high school and uh they gave, you know, wanted to have some books to give to their friends. And mm -hmm. I'll never forget that a couple of those friends that, you know, they, one of the girlfriends of the friend was trying to read the book and then got so terrified. She wouldn't let her boyfriend read it and she took it and she hid it in the house. Um, <laughs> so I thought, wow, like, what are you doing that? And she's like, ma, I don't know what they're talking about. You know, he said, that's crazy. I said, ah, well, you know, to each their own. What are you going to say? I mean, it, it is chilling. And I told the girl yesterday, listen, we wrote the stories out of all the investigations. Of course, you want to get the ones that were, were the, I hate to say just scariest, but the ones that had more content to it, right? More yeah, the more interesting guts, ones. So to speak. Yeah, more interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't like so. to think of them as scary because I didn't find them scary, but. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, well, I actually was talking about you the other day. You were your ears burning. Yeah, nothing good, I'm sure. <laughs> it was actually um, where someone said something because I actually went and did a, um, a house clearing the other day. Mm -hmm. which I don't normally do, but there was, it was kind of an emergency situation, let's say. Okay. Um, so I actually was called out and I kept thinking, isn't there anyone else that can just go? Cause I'm really not, that's not what I've done for years. I haven't done that. Right. You've, um, we've, we've always so believed in non-interference, right? Correct. Unless you have, Unless, if yeah. the people are getting hurt, you know what I mean? Right, or exactly. something's going on where like it makes stone it house. unsafe for the living. Like the stone house. Huh? Like the stone like house. Like the stone house. Right. Correct. Um, so, so yeah, the conversation came up that, you know, wow, so-and-so was talking about someone making a comment and them feeling like they were punched in the gut. And immediately I thought of you at Rick's Cafe. Remember that? When, you know, you were just being you and you were, the spirit was being kind of finicky and you were saying it like it was, but then I got really upset because at the time, because then I felt like somebody, somebody had sucker punched me in the gut and felt, you know, bent right over at the waist. And you're like, Oh, come on. <laughs> it's fine. Mm -hmm. I'm like, he's like, well, I'm not going to take that. Remember you said, I'm not going to take that from any spirit. I'm like, yeah, but I'm the one who gets it. So, um, it, that was the thing. And I that know, really was the only time well, I can remember that happening. Yeah. I remember some yeah, of the you, comments you from the books it? too, like, oh, Ron's such, Ron's such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, we just wrote it the way it was. I mean, you basically, yeah. you know, you were the one in doing the investigations that, you know, if you had a spirit that was kind of being a jerk, um, so to speak. I mean, just because somebody passes away, especially when they're hanging around and they're causing problems for the living, uh, they're not exactly mm -hmm. going to sprout wings so and be right. this wonderful person. 
So they're, they might have been a jerk in life, and they're just about the same when they pass. Um, you know, you so, know what's really weird? You know, I understand that, that. Is that some, so many people that, that I know that said they would, they, they would never, ever go out with you on an investigation. I'm not, not, not talking about Why? you. Person, because they, you scare the hell out of them. And, and the, well, so you know, what, that, wait a minute, that's, let me finish. And that's the one thing in all the years I've known you, I've never been scared of you. Thank you. Because I have to say that there, I won't name names, but there are certain individuals that um, don't like me. And mm -hmm. it's for those reasons, because I think not necessarily, I shouldn't say don't, well, no, they don't like me. But <laughs> I think it's more because, let's be honest, but I think really it's because I not just scare them because of it, but make them face what they don't want to face. So, for instance, mm -hmm. if they believe that there's only light and as soon as those are passed, there's nothing but love and sweetness. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's great. And I'd love to do that. And when I do readings with people, 99 percent of the time, that's what it is. Right. But when you're going to a location where potentially there's spirits that are causing, you know, problems or, you know, there's things happening or sites that might have had a lot of energy that wasn't so nice, you know, murder sites or, you know, whatever it might have been. Um, that's not always the case. And I think it pushes the buttons of certain people because they I, don't want to believe that there's anything that's other than light. Exactly. And, and, you know, the interesting thing is, I mean, you know, people say, well, why, why does volume do that? Why, you know, I would never allow that to me. And, and that's, I've always given you credit for it. It's because, you know, you, you are investigating, which is a little bit different than doing readings or, or, you know, a right. gallery oh, or yeah. something. It's, it, it's, it's entirely different. If you want to learn something about the person that passed, then, then allowing that person to basically become alive, right? That isn't that what really happens in a way? I mean, some of the deep ones. I'm not talking about everyone, Mari. Don't don't. Oh, I know. And and you yeah. know what? For those who maybe don't understand what Ron's saying, it's you know when you're talking about channeling, right? Mm -hmm. And you're allowing the spirit to come through. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, and I used to think that when it first started, really first started happening more often. It seemed like it was like very simple. It was happening happening easily, right? It was almost right. like a natural transition to mm -hmm. constantly picking up energy and communicating and then the next stage of it was getting deeper into that communication and then allowing them to kind of come through and the only thing I thought of I mean I even questioned myself many times um and yeah it did take a toll occasionally but I ha, well I perceived it I'm in such a us. way that <laughs> ha, oh yeah no, <laughs> yeah correct um <laughs> But think of it when you're having a real this is my take on it. OK, but when you're yep. having a really bad day um, or if you're having this, this issue and you're you know, I'm sorry, but everybody's we're, we're all human and we vent. Right. And we might right. yell sometimes and we get all frustrated. And, you know, how would you feel if you really were so angry and frustrated and you had to let it out, but you couldn't speak? Mm -hmm. And you know, you'd go physically, right? You'd try to hit something or bang your fist or whatever it might be. But he can't, what if he can't do that? Because you're, you're in spirit. So my thought was if I, even if I'm allowing that spirit to come through and 
I feel like I'm lightening their load a little bit. One, you're finding out information, but I'm always also allowing them to, to kind of let it out. So maybe they have a choice. I'm not going to tell them they have to move on, but mm -hmm. if they choose to let go because they're not holding on to their issues that they were holding on to prior to being able to channel through me, then I feel like I've helped out a little bit. Right. I mean, I mean, in, in all fairness, I mean, when, you know, channeling is, is a little bit, uh, can be a little dangerous at times. And, yes, it uh, can. you know, it's, it, it's concerning. Uh, don't get me wrong. We don't, neither one of us does this lightly, uh, you know, and we always, I think we work great as a team and that we, we protected each other. Uh, there are times when spirits basically wanted to kill me, but uh, you know, you, you, <laughs> you restrained yourself, <laughs> which was good for me, <laughs> but there are well, other times. You know what's funny? What? Yeah, when you say that, I would didn't even realize it, but when I would look at pictures later, my hands were in my pockets. Exactly. Or, yeah. you know, I, or I, I was pushing on my thighs, like leaning down and grabbing my thighs, so I didn't do something I think that I didn't want yeah, to do. You didn't latch out. I mean, you you can see if if you've seen the uh, uh, video of uh, that used to be an American Builder. Uh, of uh, New Orleans Ledge Lighthouse. Uh, that's one time you did get physical with me. You pushed back at me, and uh, you know that's that's. Uh, but for the most part, you know, for instance, like uh, it, by the way, if if you haven't seen that, that if you are a Patreon member, you can see it uh, on Patreon. Uh, it goes Chronicles Radio on Patreon. If you become a member, there's over 30 videos on there that you can uh, watch. Uh, this also goes Chronicles. The magazine is on there as well. It, it's available to you for be, being a Patreon member, which is like three bucks a month. So you can't beat that. It's just a cup of coffee. But anyways, um, yeah, there are times that like, for instance, when uh, General Beauregard, uh, when we were in that little cottage house and he definitely yes, did not like yeah. me and you did you put your hands in the pocket and, and still you were chest bumping me because you wanted to get at me I mean he wanted to get at me in, in reality uh so I mean there's there was a good balance between you and I I mean like when we when you were in a precarious situation you know I always look at your back I remember at, at Turtle uh, Turtle Mound, and when you were on the top of the mound, and and Dan, God bless the soul, now passed, uh, and I, and you started channeling that Indian on the. And the thing was, that, you know, you were channeling, but you were also sitting on the very edge of uh, the the rock, uh, which is up there, and there was all cragged rocks below. So uh, it was it was really interesting. I know you didn't like it, but. Uh, uh, Dan Poss. Well, think of how many times I've been tackled. <laughs> I know we, we gave we gave a little we gave gave each other a little wink and then just like that we just grabbed you and buried your first face into the thing. We pulled you forward. Yeah. Uh, the Papua <laughs> so, yeah. Jesus is another example about you know, getting tackled to the ground. <laughs> we were talking about that the other day. That is probably if you go on uh, the internet and look up when Pakragi's attack that has been viewed and, and used in so many times in so many places. It's been used in movies. It's been used in, uh, you know, videos, uh, different groups have, have had it on their sites and everything else. And, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was one of the two times that it actually occurred on that little adventure. But yeah, that's the one where, uh, 
Chris Balzano uh, tackled you from low and I got you high. <laughs> yeah, poor girl. Yes. Mm. Yeah, but that's also the, the same night that I think uh, you got your finger dislocated, right? Yeah, it's also the one I, yeah, I had to bring you down with a full Nelson and that was right after I had my heart surgery. So that was not pleasant either. So, uh, yeah, that was yeah, interesting. But anyways, uh, yeah, so we did have these physical uh, uh, battles together, but they were always never between you and I, at least that's, I like to believe that. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I always joked when we'd have our talks, right? And they would say, oh, you know, I mean, sure. You, you know, Ron would be like, oh, it was the spirit. It was Maureen. And I'm like, wink, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. But not, no, not. seriously, it's, you know, but even, you know, I have to say my husband from time to time, like he didn't get it when we were first doing our book signings. Right. And mm. we'd go out and talk. And he came up once. I think it was at the Concord Colonial Inn. Right. When we had our book signing. Um, oh, yeah. Jeff and, was here that time, I think. Yeah. And, uh, you know, basically he was like, you know, I think we said I told everybody, you know, Ron has my back. And my husband's like, what do you mean by that? I said, well, you know, you really have to be out to investigate to understand that because, I felt safer when we were, you know, I was allowing the channeling or allow, you know, going through that, those processes, because I knew that if you noticed that it was getting too out of control sometimes, and it's not mm -hmm. that I'm not out of control, but it's a balance, right? It's hard to bring in spirit and you got to release that part of yourself to kind of connect, to bring in as much energy and to keep it going. And then mm -hmm. if in the background, I'm sitting there worrying about, something else like physical around me, then that actually is going to pull me right out of that. Right. Yeah. So I knew that going into it and that, you know, and that didn't happen overnight. I mean, I think, you know, first you used to try to break it too soon. Right. Remember yeah, we would be exactly. at the Wyndham and yep. yeah. And it was not until we kind of, it was like trial and error to realize, well, geez, you got to let me, it was a learning process. do this a little bit more. A learning process you know? for me. And to yeah, it was definitely a learning process, and and I, I did uh, by by the time we we had whoops, uh, we had reached a good balance on it, anyways. Right. I mean, it's been well. I mean, it's been quite a few years since I've been out all the time, but there's, uh, I think it was 20 years ago at least, if not more. It was actually more than 20 years ago that we started going out and investigating. When was that mm -hmm. first four-part series with the Wyndham? Oh, or started I, with the Wyndham? I can't, with I can't remember. Are you kidding yeah. me? I'm lucky if I remember yesterday. But, you know, yeah, in, in our books, that's one, one thing that, that we tried to do uh, was make them as accurate as possible. And, and we really did do that because there are times when Maureen and I were sitting down writing some of the stories and we thought that things occurred a certain way. But when we did it, wrote the book, we actually went back and, and saw some of the video and, and listened to some of the, the audio and some of the stuff. And, yes, painfully <laughs> for you, especially. Not so much for me. But uh, yeah, because Maureen really doesn't like to listen to herself. And uh, so uh, anyways, we made it as accurate as, as possible. I mean, it, it, and as far as I'm concerned, it's very accurate because we did go through the, the original tapes and videos to, to listen to it. You know, that's one thing that always irked me uh, about 
other people too. They would say, "Oh, Maureen just wants the attention. She just, you know, wants the limelight." Well, that's that's bullshit, by the way, uh, because I, I know you, and that's one thing you do not like to see is yourself on film or, or video or or anything. You don't like even hearing it. Isn't that correct? Uh, that is very correct. I mean, many times, I think even in our second book was one of the, you know, the stories of my mother kind of coming over and watching that, the American Builder DVD. Mm -hmm. But I remember you calling me, you gave it to me and it was months and you kept saying, did you, oh, I'm so excited. Did you watch it yet? Nope. Did you watch it yet? Nope. You know, and it, it took me months before you kept saying, listen, it won an Emmy. Will you just watch it? So I went to watch it and she'd been wanting to see it. And she's, you know, sure enough, she showed up at the house. Timing was everything. And I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. no, <laughs> you know, but it, I get it. You know, I mean, I just and it's not even like vanity. It just doesn't feel like it's me. Right. And uh, I, I understand that. Like I said, it was it was when we were writing the book and I was playing some of those things. You were not happy when I was playing them. Uh, and, and watching them, there was like, uh, I don't want to listen to this, but you, you did because we wanted the book as accurate as possible. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyways, we are going to coming up to the break. So we're going to have to take a break right now. You're listening to ghost Chronicles, the original ghost Chronicles with the queen of pain and new England's own van Helsink right here on Tojinet radio brought to you by circles of wisdom 386 merrimack street methuen massachusetts and the glant messier family law group 15 high street not the end massachusetts and our super duper good friends on ghost chronicles radio on patreon uh you too can become a member uh last week's show we answered the latest measure trish alexander for australia's uh, question on the air and uh, you know we'll do that as well if you've got a question we'll happy to answer it on the air or off the air depending on what you like anyways uh, we do have to take a break and uh, so stay tuned for the second half of Ghost Chronicles the original Ghost Chronicles with Maureen and Ron we'll be right back Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing. 
although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. And we're back. Yes. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a it's terrible fact. <laughs> I guess it has. You're listening and to Ghost back. Chronicles, the original Ghost Chronicles oh. with Maureen Wood and Ron Kolick right here on Tojanet Radio. <laughs> wow, that well, was well, disappointing. Yeah, young lady, disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, what people don't know is, is uh, well, maybe they do, but uh, Maureen has also uh, be, dabbled in the fiction as well. And she's got a, a, a young adult uh, series of books that she wrote with her good friend, uh, Black Betty. And uh, so you want to tell us a little bit about those, Maureen? Absolutely. So currently I have, or we have, uh, four books out. The fifth Ooh. one's going to be published within the next couple of months. Wow. Um, and it's, yeah, it's the Ghost Seekers Paranormal Mystery. So I will say it's fiction, but it's also a little bit of fact of, you know, growing up and some, you know, all good fiction is based on some truth. So, mm -hmm. and it's really, it's a, you know, a team of young adults. So 16 year olds, you know, starts off the fourth, first book. It's Monster of the Asylum. The first one is like my, is one of my favorites, obviously. Um, and they end up getting picked by a paranormal investigative team to go to an asylum to do an investigation. Uh, so that's, that one starts and it's young adult and above. And I'll tell you, even though you say, um, it's young adult, my daughter-in-law who's in her thirties, like, Oh my God, I had to watch, you know, something else light on TV after I read the first one. And it terrified <laughs> me. I'm like, seriously, it's, it's you know, good, it's, good job. <laughs> they, well, thank you. It's actually, you can, they can find them on Amazon. They were on Radish as well, which is another um, what the hell is Radish? platform to put books, huh? Yeah, radish. Radish, yeah. It's uh, for anybody it. who's out there and reading. It's I guess the younger crowd is the ones that go out and do the reading on radish. So oh, wow. they buy coins to buy books and and huh. have at it, you know. But yeah, there so right go. now this four, it's Monster of the Asylum, and I it's under not Marvin Wood. I have it under J. S. Stevens, um, is what it's listed on. You know, B.T. Okay. Lord and J.S. Stevens. So it's the first one's Monster of the Asylum. The second one is The Girl Who Died Twice. Um, and then, you know, the Santa Claus is coming to town. And there's another one at, that's like a Christmas one that's, you know, kind of an evil Santa. Mm -hmm. So it's fun. That's only three. So you have Monsters of the Asylum, uh, The Girl Who Died yeah, Twice, and Santa Claus is coming to town. What's the other one? Um, I'm trying to remember. Isn't that awful? Oh, for God's sake, you wrote the book. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but it was you know. the last one too, wasn't it? Um, it was the last one. Oh my God, I'm losing my mind. 
I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> hey, memory Isn't it is on the, the bookshelf uh, there in front of you. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. I know. Okay. Tell. Oh, God bless us. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> check them out. It's a good series. Um, yep. It's, yep. When's the movie oh, coming out? Carnival of the Cursed. I'm sorry. There you go. <laughs> yes. There you go. Carnival of the Cursed is Which is about what? So. What's uh, it about? And actually, that's really about puck wedgies. Ooh. Similar to a puck wedgie, I should say. Yeah. Ooh. So we took a lot of the info about puck wedgies and used it in there. And it, I will say, if you're, um, you, that's a little scary for people too. So. Oh, there you go. Nothing like a good yeah. scary book. Nothing so, like and, a good scare. You know, and uh, you know, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, a lot of our investigations, you know, people see some of these videos or they, they read some of the, the chapters in a book and they think that, you know, every time we go out, you, you're getting possessed by some evil spirit and, and there's horrible things going on and everything else. But no, I mean, uh, most of our investigations were uh, rather uh, tame, I guess is a good word. They, you know, they were good investigations, but they, you know, we didn't have any horrible evil stuff going on. Uh, we, we had some good ones. We had some amusing ones. Uh, you know, Actually, but there's a, go ahead. Uh oh. Go ahead. Okay. My internet went out for a minute. Um, is actually to to go to these locations. I thought I've been very blessed because you know you go to our haunted lighthouse out in the middle of the ocean overnight mm -hmm. and you get dropped off. Now, how many people get to do that? You know. Right. Um. So yeah. So we had a lot of really fun, you know, events, but fun, but well, I guess that's someone's perception, right? So. It was fun. It was interesting. It could be exhausting. It was oh, always it was always um, exhausting. Intriguing. It could be. It was and exhausting, always exhausting for sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But you know, of course, we're going to write about the ones that are more prominent, right? Mm -hmm. um, that had a lot going on. That things that we could validate or just were really inexplicable. You know, inexplicable. So yeah. that's those are things that we're going to write about. You're not going to. I think we only did one out of all the stories that kind of was funny, more funny. And I think that was when we went to the cemetery. Remember that was the, the fourth night and on Halloween. Well, um, actually there was a couple. Well, there was a couple there was things. The, there was the one you would, there was the one, wait a minute, there was the one you would channel in the drunk. Oh yeah. Forgot about that. But yeah, you know, yeah, and then yeah. you had me doing tarot cards on a, on uh, top of a grave and I kept thinking on the big stone remember and I kept mm -hmm. thinking you know this somehow I can just see it now you know someday I die and you're like seriously Maureen you know you don't want to be doing tarot cards on yeah, you know, was, was, October 31st yeah. in the middle of a cemetery like not a good idea <laughs> but it, it, that was an interesting too is is you know we learned the lesson about the uh, the dowsing too uh, uh -huh. be careful what you ask for because yeah. be more clear and not yeah. and I know I'm going to be actually having a mediumship night tomorrow night in Essex, Mass. Um, oh, and I will be we have a once a month mediumship gathering uh, where we do different things. And actually, tomorrow night is going to be talking about dowsing. And so, you know, I'm going to be talking about that because mm -hmm. that was, you know, you're tired, you're not thinking clearly. And here you are trying to douse information. And Ron's telling me, hey, you know, find the, the grave with the hole in it. 
And um, here I am asking to be shown to where the hole is in the ground, and I fell right into a hole up to my knee. So yeah, Which and is it was kind of funny because we're all walking, and I disappeared. I just went right down. <laughs> so, and it's like, yep, I that's probably not a good idea. You know, you should have to be a little bit more clear before you start dowsing. Yeah, that was the same one where we got it. Finally, finally opened the grave where you could see the skulls and stuff, and I rubbed the skull, and then I come out and stick my fingers to my nose and smell it <laughs> and that was on television yeah that was, on, that was on the news not just on television the news, the news. <laughs> and the news and my husband looks and that's the first impression he saw of you that time because that was in the early days right so when yeah, we went was, out yeah. that was like so that would be a, you, i'd known doing? you about a month then you don't only knew me about a month, yeah, and he yeah. hadn't met you yet. So when he's watching the news, he's like, seriously, did he just smell his fingers? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm like, yeah, that's a tool. That's one of his tools. <laughs> yep. Smells like chicken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not. <laughs> but they, uh, you know, we had some things that, you know, really can't explain. Uh, you know, we've had objects that disappeared and then reappeared and, uh, uh, yeah. You always, you know, one of the ones that I found perhaps the most intriguing is when we did uh, Wood Island Lighthouse. And uh, remember your earrings? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we took the boat over and we were dropped off at the um, the lighthouse to spend the night. Which is, which and, is in Maine, by the way, Biddeford, Maine. Which is in Maine, yeah. Uh, what is it, Biddeford Pool? Yep. Benefit Pool, Maine. And what happened is I had been given for my anniversary, you know, months before that, my husband bought me these really pretty like silver filigree earrings. So they're very, they were delicate, you know, and I had come right from work to meet you to go, you know, drive there and get on the boat and never thought I changed, but I never took my earrings off. I totally forgot. And so as we were going over, actually someone on our team looked at me and said, geez, Maureen, you know, you sure you should have wore those earrings? Because, you know, no, blah, blah, blah. They, and I'm like, you, no. They, did a, they actually did you a compliment saying, like, it was pretty, they were pretty or something, if I remember right. Oh, they did. They're like, oh, those yeah. are gorgeous. And I'm like, oh, no, I have my earrings on. And then I thought, yeah. yes, do I take them off? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I didn't want to put them in my pocket, right, or my pocketbook, because yeah. I thought if I do that, I'll break them because that's how delicate they were. Um, so we, you know, we investigated the whole night. Thing was going on, and I think it was like the wee hours of the morning. Um, I think it was. I can't remember who told, said it, but they looked at me. They're like, "Marvin, your earring's gone." I'm like, "Oh no!" And you know, all I kept thinking was that, you know, my mind's running around and we even, you guys were great because I was like, oh my God, we got to look for my earrings. So when it, the light, the sun came up before the, as the boat was coming to get us, you know, we all went out looking around for the earring. Right. And you even, we even asked the people that were there. Cause I think that was the last trip for the season, right? right? They weren't going to be going out again for the winter. So we asked them if they found it to just please hold on to it. Don't throw it out and, you know, get it back to me. So wait, wait a minute. Now, Before we go is, any further now, we want to mention yes. how you lost it, because during the investigation oh. late at night, you were we were this is big, long boardwalk that runs from boardwalk. one aisle of the island where we get walked off and, and you have to walk across this walk all the way to the other side of an island, which is about a half a mile, I think, or a three-quarter of a mile, whatever. And during the night, uh, we went out in investigation, and, and Maureen went out on the on the boardwalk, and she began channeling this this woman that was being attacked. And so she ended up right. on the on the boardwalk, kind of like 
crawling away in from a precarious position. <laughs> yeah, crawling away from the, their attacker. And uh, so th that's where we pretty much believed you lost it because you were. Right. And there was a deep there was like very it was weird because some areas it was only a few feet off the ground and other areas mm. it was like 15 or more feet off the ground. Right. Um, so we just you know, there was no way we're going to find that. And, um, you know, so we came back home and so, you know, broke the news to my husband. He was so happy. Um, but I told him, like, you know what? I'm going to hold on to this earring. I'm not going to get rid of it because they're going to look for it. Right. So I take mm -hmm. it and I put it in my jewelry box. By the way, it was only myself and my husband at this time living in the house. Um, nobody else was with us. And, you know, in my bedroom, I always was very. You're in Massachusetts with, now. Uh, Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, and I had my jewelry box where, you know, I had it on my dresser and my watch. Everything is I can be a little anal retentive. So everything has a place. Right. A so I <laughs> just a little. So I took my earring off and I opened my jewelry box and I found a little box and I put it in there. Right. So I put it away. So days go by or actually a couple of weeks, I think. And I kept saying out loud, you know, oh, I'm so I wish I could get my earring back, you know, and I was literally talking and saying, like sending a message and saying, if you guys can find it, you know, just I want I'd love my earring back. And uh, the interesting part is I started notice at the time I was working a job that I did these labs where I needed to have a watch, you know, that was keeping good time. It had to be good because I was timing all the different labs. And um, so I get up one morning, I put my watch on and my battery and my watch is dead. And I thought, oh, that's kind of weird. OK, so my husband's like, oh, I got a battery. We put the battery in. Day goes on. Right. Come back that night. Put the watch back on my dresser. Get up in the morning. This happened now for three days in a row. The third day, like two days, my battery's dead. Third day I get up and I start feeling the strange energy and my battery was dead again. And I looked and on top of my you know, my, my bureau and my jewelry box was the earring just laying there. And I'm thinking I was, I couldn't even tell you how I was excited, but I was a little like looking around the house thinking, did my husband buy it? I mean, what happened? So he was in the kitchen. I yelled out, you know, you got to come in here. So he comes in and he's looking and goes, would you buy another one? I said, no, you can't buy another one. It's a set. And he's like, well, how did that get there? I said, well, I honestly don't know. It was just showed up. He goes, it's got to be the one. You probably didn't put it away. It's got to be the one that you saved. So I put it aside, opened up my jewelry box, took the other one out of the you know, box and showed him the set. So I was forever grateful that they brought my earring back to me. But how they did it, I don't know. I have these different theories on that. But it was definitely interesting for sure. Yeah, I mean, the, the there's uh, another time that there's something this happened to me. So uh, actually, there's two other times uh, that similar things have happened to me. But one of them was at the Inn by the Sea, which was in uh, uh, Point Elizabeth, I think, in, in uh, Maine, I think. Oh, yeah. And yep. uh, Olivia Carter's story. And uh, we stayed overnight and uh, we had a dinner with Roxy Zwicker. And then we did a ghost hunt to to see what we could dig up. And uh, so when it was time after dinner to get our equipment and go out and lead the group 
because uh, we had paid customers that actually uh, went along with us too. So uh, when it came to lead the group, I went to get my uh, EMF meter, which I have this bag that it's in, and there's, and there's a, uh, a little uh, zippered part on the end of it. Uh, you know, it's like a duffel bag, but there's a small and a small part that like holds two or three of my items. So I went in and I pulled out my recorder, I pulled out my laser thermometer, and then I couldn't find my EMF meter. Now, to give you an idea, it's about the size of my hand. So I was in there, pulled those things out, trying to find that EMF meter, and there was nothing there. There was nothing in that per pot. So I borrowed an EMF meter from from Leo, number member of the crew. And uh, so I went out and did my thing. And then uh, when it was time to go to bed, uh, I brought, had my recorder in and, and I went to put them into the pocket. And when I put my hand into the pocket, there was the EMF meter. Now the EMF meter takes virtually right. the whole pocket and it just, it wasn't there. And then it was there. So intriguing. Well, thing. I mean, it happens a lot. I don't think, you know, people probably that are listening might say, oh, how is that possible? But mm. I have to say, I mean, how many times did you have to lend me like rosaries, rosary oh, beads or, yeah. or a pendulum? Because... I always said the only reason it kept me around because that was your purse. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know what? I have a, again, I can be a little organized with things. And whenever I have my, like I have one little bag that I use for that holds all like crystals. It has my tools, right? It has mm -hmm. pendulums. It has L rods. It has everything. Um, holy water, you know, whatever it might be that I bring out. And I always put it within my office in a certain location on a shelf and that's it. And that way it's always ready when I need it. And I'll never forget how many times, especially I think we're going to Rick's cafe and I went in to get it and I'm like, well, where's my pendulum? Like everything. And my, trust me, my husband would not touch a thing because, you know, he does, you have a medium who you're married to someone who's terrified of the dead. So he doesn't want to touch anything. He just wants to like pretend it doesn't exist. So, you know, I, and then when I'd come back from an investigation after borrowing, you know, things from Ron, sure enough, I'd come home and be in right in the closet in the bag. So it happens. And do you remember when the sword went missing at the Houghton Mansion? Yeah. Do you remember that? That was when we did that big event, right? And they were all panicking yeah, we, because we, that was. We, we did the first uh, event I did, which was out the Houghton Mansion. We were the first one to investigate the, the Houghton Mansion, the Berkshire Paranormal Forum. They group after us. And uh, we were good friends with Josh Mantello and his father. And. Uh, we did several events, and then I did a uh, a big event, Contact, it was called, and uh, it was a big deal. We had Jeff Belanger was there, uh, Elizabeth Foley, uh, Dr. Bell, um, and we had, uh, oh, Christian Day and uh, Sean Portier, two witches yes, from San Juan. Yeah. Uh, we had the... Uh, the boards from Robert Rich that he had his cryptic boards that that brought in. So yeah, it was a, a big event. And uh, anyways, go ahead. No, but that night I recall them being very unnerved because I guess it was on the mantle. They had this uh, a mason sword, right? That, that was there. Missing. And what was it? It had gone missing. It had gone missing, yeah. And I think it turned up later that night or in the middle of the night. Yeah, and and 
the actually they found that out. How they found it was that Christian and Sean were doing a Ouija board and uh, they came up with that. It's in the closet and they went and they found it in the closet. So they actually uh, called it up uh, on the Ouija board. Sean and Christian were doing. Oh, yeah. And do you remember when I had brought that green um, bag that I also would take my my cards and my crystals and all that oh, stuff yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. And the brush. Remember, we went to the, the Houghton Mansion and we were doing an event, mm-hmm. uh, like a weekend event. And I um, there's like on one side for them to make money to like to support the mansion. They would they had gotten like a hot dog cart and they had hot dogs and ketchup and mustard and all that stuff. Right. And. I, when I got there, there was a table that I was manning for, I think it was Circles of Wisdom. There was some items or there was some things we were selling. And so when I was there, I had that bag, all my things in it. And there was a fireplace to my back and it was empty and open. It wasn't being used, obviously. And I thought, oh, this way I won't trip on it. So I'll take it and put it in the fireplace area so that when I'm going to need it, I'll go and get it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mr. Houghton never really uh, – cared for me, I guess, because after about, I don't know, it was like later in the afternoon, I decided, someone said to me, oh, Maureen, can you do a reading for me, right? And I said, oh, sure, let me get my card. So I opened up and I unzipped the bag. There was nothing touched on the outside. And I opened up the bag and inside I had a hairbrush that was in there, was snapped in Mm -hmm. half, which is a very hard hairbrush. It was snapped right in two. And it was like somebody took ketchup and mustard and just like squished it all inside my bag. Oh, I wasn't aware yeah. of that. At least I don't remember it. Like yes. More than I, more Trust likely. Me, I, I, tell you, I wasn't happy. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I would imagine that was, it was a bit of a mess and I had to sit there and clean it and scrape, scrape all the must and ketchup off. And I'm thinking, how did this even, cause nobody touched it. I was standing there all day mm-hmm. and it was like packed away. And then when I needed it, that's when I got, and I thought, well, thanks a lot, Mr. Houghton. <laughs> You know, mm. you, you could have told me that, you know, another way. Thank you. Yeah. One of the, the weirdest things that that happened for me personally at the, at that Hooten Mansion, of course, was when we had uh, Jane Doherty, uh, who had oh, you know, yeah. the psychic belly. And uh, she she also worked <laughs> with Chris, Crystal Skulls. And uh, she did this big seance. And Maureen was yep. sitting on one side of the room. And I was on the other side of the circle. We were, it was a big circle of chairs. Do you remember that? I do. We were in the drawing room, like the uh, that the we had the the doors that slid shut inside, yep. right? Pocket doors, pocket doors, yep. Pocket doors. I'm sorry, um, yep. but yeah, I remember that. It got a little crazy because remember the cold air. Like we started, in, and Jane, I love Jane, but she kept saying, "Oh, there's only wonderful spirits here." Um, it was at the time. It was. Um, you know, the grandparents or, you know, everybody's grandparents were coming through. And I thought, well, that's wonderful. But we could feel like this agitation that was going on around that. Right. Because it was, again, I mean, for people who don't know the story, um, it's actually won't get into it other than Mr. Houghton uh, didn't want his daughter really to end up with, you know, at the time to end up with, let's say, the um the but- no, he wasn't a butler. He was a chauffeur um, mm-hmm. to end up with a chauffeur. So when we helped reunite them the first time, uh, one of the times we did an event there, 
after that, he just was not the nicest guy to me. So that is, you know, a story, I guess, for another day. Yeah, but the interesting thing about it was that was the first time that I really, I guess, would would be channeling because uh, old man Hooten actually came through me. And yes. yeah, and I kept laughing at you and, and looking as things happened to you. And uh, who fell over the chair? Was that you? Yeah, or was yeah. that Clay? No, that was me. The chair, literally, <laughs> it's just a regular metal folding chair. And what happened was I'm sitting there and, and you know, I think it kind of terrified a few people there because, I, I mean, I'm sitting on this chair and my hands were holding hands, right, in the circle. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it was like as if somebody knelt down in front of me because the cold mm-hmm. air came from behind you, and it went right through into the circle. And then it was like someone grabbed the front legs of my chair and flipped it, and I just went flying backwards um, mm-hmm. on the floor. And I was laughing. And you were laughing, yeah. Um, Sneering. You know, it's interesting. It. Somebody that night um, had been, I don't know, they were doing something in that room and they made a comment to someone that they said, oh, you know, she had to do that to herself. I'm like, first of all, why would I do that to myself? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to end up smashing my head on the floor or throwing myself on the floor. And besides, my hands were were all holding hands. It wasn't as if I like, you know, jumped up. It just flipped me over. And in all fairness, I really believe that I did that to you. But it was like I was not in me. I was like just watching this whole thing. In other words, you know, I could see what was going on, but I really wasn't part of it. It really was old man. Like a Houghton. surreal feeling. Yeah, through it, working through me somehow. But uh, yeah, wow, it's two minutes. We blew by that show. Oh, I know. On. Anyway, well. All right, so Maureen, we got to wrap it up now. Uh, if people want to find out more about you and your books, uh, how can they do that? Uh, you can actually go on my website, maureen-wood.com. That's the easiest way. Or search for me, um, mm-hmm. JS as in Sam. So Joshua, Sabrina, Stevens, that's how I ma- ma- named my uh, books, is you know my pen name. But that's how you can find me on Amazon or Radish. And that's about it. Okay, and I just want to go. say thank you so much. I'll see, I'll talk to you again all next Wednesday. And uh, yeah. good night for me. Good we night will have a guest. We, we, Yeah, we will have next Wednesday, we will have um, uh, Keith Johnson uh, from the original Ghost Centers, uh, who's a, also oh, a demonologist. Cool. He will be on. And uh, so we will have him on the show. Anyways, oh, it's time to wrap exciting. it up. We want to, yeah, uh, we want to thank everyone for listening. And remember, come a a patreon member on patreon and we do have to say goodbye so it's time for the last word i'll give you a nice one tonight because we usually end up with crappy ones but i'll I'll give you a a good one and this comes from uh this this last word is brought to you by ernest hemingway before ernest hemingway committed suicide he told his wife mary good night my kitten and that's the last word
from goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.